All right, and we are live on the podcast. This is the Blacklist Sessions. Uh, we talk about everything uh, business, music, and uh, video related. And I'm very excited to have a couple of great guests on today. Uh, we have Debbie and Amy. Hello. Hello. Hi there. <laughs> Good to see you guys. Um, so I guess the, the first thing, uh, the best thing to do would probably be to provide uh, everyone that's listening with a bit of background about what you guys have been doing. Okay, cool. So uh, we've got a company called Eat Shop Love. It's a market and events company. And we have an amazing event called Anonroma, which is a food and wine event, which we have been uh, working with since last year with the Australian Botanic Gardens at Mount Annan. Uh, this year, we actually have taken the event on as our own and we kicked off in May with a two-day food and wine festival and we are actually taking that quarterly. So, we're back on again on the 24th and 25th of August, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, sounds pretty exciting. So, what's uh, some of the things that I guess go into creating such a big event that you get so many people to? Oh, God, where do we start, Amy? Um, we have to find amazing vendors, uh, look at what people are asking for. We get a lot of feedback um, from our from our guys that come out and tell us what they want, uh, which is really important, and then making sure that the public actually know that the thing's on would be mm. our next big thing. So that's, uh, that's always hard is yes. finding the good people and then getting them out there to have check it out. So how do you go about that, like letting people know that you have the event on for starters? We do a lot of social media advertising. We go on local radios, let them know of events, but we've got a big following on social media and it gets the word out pretty well. Yep. So, is uh, social media, you'd say, the primary channel that you go through? Uh, certainly. Definitely what yeah. brings the crowds. Awesome. Um, do you, So, you guys, do you look at like radio or TV or anything like that or is social media the, the way to go? Social is probably number one, definitely. We've got, um, we we kicked off in April this year with a local marketing program with C91.3, which Mm -hmm. has worked really well for us. It's um, talking to a different demographic, I think, than what we were attracting on social. Um, And then local press. We do a little bit of work with the local press as well. Um, So, yeah, a bit of print media, but definitely I would say digital social is where it's at. Yeah, it definitely seems to be the way to go, I think. You know, I I spend most of my. uh, Advertising dollars on social, (laughs) just the way with content and everything, you know, it's uh, certainly the way to, I guess, get the most bang for your buck and uh, most engagement from people, um, I found especially. Um, So, what was it that got you into event management and starting, uh, starting this company? Um, I took a redundancy from a corporate gig and whilst I was on my, you can't work for that competitor for a little while leave, um, (laughs) I talked to a mate and just wanted to start a Christmas market. I am a Griswold. I love all things Christmas. And uh, back at that point in time, there wasn't a great deal of markets around in the local area. So yeah, I kicked off with just a, what should have been a one-off Christmas market that then turned into an ongoing market, which kind of then led into everything else that we now do. Yeah. That sounds pretty crazy. (laughs) So Amy, how did you get on board? Um, I actually met Deb through events. So my husband DJed for her for one of her events about four or five years ago. And Mm. then I picked up some casual work working in events and now I've become part of the office team creating the events as well. Awesome. Sounds pretty exciting. So what what do you think it was that really drew you towards, um, I guess, going to events as opposed to like staying in a corporate job? Um, Probably the the largest thing was... My kids are adults now, but while they were kids, there wasn't a great deal on locally. 
Mm. Um, it was if you wanted to go and do something cool as a family activity on the weekend, you kind of got in the car and stuff was on at Homebush or it was on at Parramatta or it was on, you know, Southern Highlands or in Sydney, but there wasn't a great deal in MacArthur and, you know, we're huge. <laughs> MacArthur's <laughs> ginormous and it was like, what do you mean I, I can't just jump in the car and I'm, I love markets? So I was always out checking out different markets, um, you know, heading out. Besides uh, Cobbity, there wasn't really a great deal on. We used to have an awesome uh, market that was run by the Lions Club back in the day out at Camden that I used to go to religiously and those sort of things had stopped and nothing else had really started. And then also just activities and stuff that's cool for kids to take the whole family out to that everyone can kind of um, take part in so yeah really just came from that and and we're adding new stuff that we do all the time and and that's kind of our theory is that we we don't really want people to have to leave the great area that we're in um we really focused on macarthur and and heading into the illawarra and southern highlands is kind of our next one to two year plan um and for the same reason that we we really just want to be able people to be able to have fun and do stuff that doesn't cost a fortune close to home yeah i think that's a really important point is uh yeah just having stuff that is close to home because people are so lazy now you know (laughs) if they can they can go to something in the local area then that's fantastic uh that that is available um so i guess with all the expansion plans and all the expanding you guys have been doing um when did you realize that you need to scale up the team a little bit more from uh where you were initially when I realised that there is only 24 hours in a day um, <laughs> and all 24 were pretty well full and the eighth day of the week was also not appearing. So it just started with um, having people casually at the actual events and, and you know, giving us a hand. We, alongside our events, we also run pop-up retail shops. So we had team that were crossing over between the two and they might do a couple of days in the shop and then they might come out and help me run a market. And um, it was really quite ad hoc. And as both sides of that business or of the business kind of formalised into being one side's purely retail now one side's purely markets and events and then just working out out of that team who suits what best um Mm -hmm. amy plays it down when she says she helps a little bit in admin um (laughs) she's kind of our media marketing guru and keeps me sane so just looking for that skill set that um if either if i have it but don't have enough time to allocate to Mm -hmm. it all this stuff that other people do better for you is just going and finding them and letting them come do it for you so that that's really i guess where we're at and as we get bigger we kind of look at do we need more what does that look like and and scale up based on that yeah great um, so, Amy, you juggle quite a lot of hats. So, what what's some of the things that you do within the business? Um, so, the social media, um, finding new stores, proposals for events, um, everything on the ground, being the person responsible on the ground. Um, not take, lying on the ground. No, not, not <laughs> lying on the ground. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe it, um, just when Deb's not available, her next in charge mm-hmm. type thing. Great. So, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, so, what does it take on to put a ma- on a major event? Because there's so much that would go into it with like insurances yep. and making sure you got the vendors organised. Like, what's some of the the I guess the things that people wouldn't realise which go on behind the scenes, which are uh, create a, a successful event. I think it, it's a lot of uh, collaboration. So we're really lucky. We pretty much work with all local vendors so uh, um, our insurance team are local um, my graphic designer is local Um, we literally are able to share our concepts with people that are in our our literal local area Um, and we're working on stuff in some cases 12 months 18 months out before it's even happening which I guess the people walking around at the event on the day would have no concept of that Mm -hmm. Um, and that's good (laughs) I don't need them to know Um, we just want them to come out on the day but it's you know things like 
like proposals on new on new ideas. Um, you know, we we're very fortunate that we we work largely with the Australian Botanic Gardens at Mount Annan. Um, so we'll come up with what you know we think is probably not a too crazy idea and and create a proposal on that and then pitch it into the team and then the team at the gardens then need to take that to you know people for sign off and. It all goes through those stages and then we, you know, negotiate contracts and things like that. And then um, working in venues like that that are amazing, there's also a lot of compliance. Um, you know, we need to make sure we're leaving the place that we're using in the exact same way that we found it and that all of our vendors that are involved know that. Um, you know, we laugh at, at the Botanic Gardens at Manon and that our vendors, you know, drive up now and they know they're not allowed to drive on the grass, no cars on the grass. <laughs> um, whereas you may go and do an event somewhere else that's in a paddock where you can drive on the grass. So it's just different things like that that are mm. really, really important and making sure that everybody that we use and that's involved in our events understands the stuff that you know we've we've had to agree to 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 make these things happen in some of the amazing locations that we work with yeah it sure is a lot of compliance these days (laughs) awesome so yeah it's obviously a very very big job putting on events like this and so many different factors to look at Uh, what are some of the mistakes that you think people would fall into um, in trying to put on a big event uh, like Anna and Roma or something like that Gosh, what have we done wrong? <laughs> Probably How thousands. How long have you got, Jay? Uh, <laughs> look, um, some of the stuff we- that we get wrong, we've learnt, particularly with our like our kids' events and things like that, we were trying to go down a path of a ticketed event for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we still do them every now and then, but people prefer to come to a day out that's a free day out and then use the the expenditure that they have in however they choose. Whereas, you know, we did have a little while where we were trying to do pre-ticket things and then actually it helps us in terms of knowing how to allocate for catering and activities and things like that. So we, we now do our ticketed events on a bit of a smaller scale and then our large-scale events are generally free entry and we find that that works really well. Um, people are happy to come out and check something out because they haven't had to fork out before they walk in the door. Um, that's, that's a big one. And then, yeah, I guess for us it's been learning things like the market changes constantly. People want different things. When we first started our night markets, there was no such thing as food truck night markets in the area. Um, now, you know, you can get food trucks popping up all over the place. So it's constantly reinventing that wheel. Um, we're, we're very proud of the fact that we run live music, um, generally local live music at all of our events. And uh, we give our, our musicians an opportunity to showcase what they're doing as well. And I think that probably sets us apart from what other people are doing. And we really try and keep that as a strong focus that it's not just coming and grabbing food from a vendor or buying something they're actually there hanging out and enjoying you know a bit of a concert while they're at it yeah well i guess it's a great way to engage a lot of local businesses too and uh, bring that real community vibe together which i think is really important not just from a business perspective but also just socially yeah i'd say cool oh well that's that's great so um i guess uh we'll turn to branding um so how do how important do you think branding is towards creating a really successful event I think it's huge. Um, I think people, as Amy said, we're we're very fortunate to have a really strong um, following on on our socials. We're you know about seventeen thousand across our two main platforms of of Instagram and Facebook, and people will know that stuff's on because they see Eat Shop Love on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, that's taken five years to build, but it, it, it has a name in its own right now. And even for me, you know, when you become a parent, you become your child's name's mum. Now it's Debbie from Eat Shop Love, um, yep. as you'll hear on the radio. <laughs> um, but, you know, it really does happen that, you know, people will, you know, we meet at networking events or things like that and they'll know the company before they actually know me or Amy. So that's that's pretty cool. Like they actually, it's nice when people go, oh, you're Eat Shop Love or, 
people, that's where you're from. So I think branding's massive. Rather than just having an event name, we actually have to make sure they know it's us behind it as well. Yeah, reputation, I guess, is a really big thing. Very important when it comes to business. Uh, so, Amy, what was the process of uh, growing the social media to, to where it is today? Because it's quite complex and people try all kinds of different things and, you know, some do really well, <laughs> some really struggle. So, what do you think the process was that uh, really helped you? Um, the more events that we actually do, we generate a bigger following. We let people know at the events that we are on Facebook. When we share our events, it goes like we share the actual event to pages and build the interest. Mm-hmm. And then by sharing the vendors on there, that brings more people to our page and just having regular updates. And Great. So, yeah. it's kind of like a real collaboration. Yeah. Okay. That sounds cool. Um, so... Uh, you said that you've got like a lot of plans in the future to, to grow the business into new areas. So, I guess um, one of the things that I really focus on with my business is making sure that there's multiple growth vectors and there's there's different avenues, different revenue streams that are coming in all the time. Uh, so, is that something that's quite important to you guys as a business? Yeah, 100%. So, we, as I said, we've got retail and we've got pop-up like pop-up retail and we've got markets and events. Um, we're also at the moment putting together some programs to actually support our small businesses that we work with. Um, One of the really big things that we find, and even from starting the retail side of it, we started that because we had some really awesome market stalls who could never have got themselves into a shopping centre on their own, but they literally came on board with us as a group. Um, And that's kind of how our pop-up stores um, originally initiated. What we're finding at the moment is even when we're sharing, uh, we do a lot of organic sharing and we, we, you know, we take pride in promoting all of our vendors at our events and actually showcasing them on our own socials. So it's giving them exposure they wouldn't normally have. But whilst doing that, we then discover that a lot of them don't have a social following they don't have a page um they you know they they have no idea in some cases how to even set that up so that's something that we're actually about to branch into is being able to work with them and and help them do that with some marketing support um from us and we can actually say hey we're we're not experts but we can show you what we've done Mm. and even just get them at that entry level point that if they then want to move forward with it there's avenues that they can they can do yeah well i think that's a really good idea actually because the the way the world's going unless you have like a, a facebook or an instagram or something like that. You basically don't, don't exist. exist. Yep. <laughs> you Absolutely. Know? Unless you're like a business that's based on location, like a say a, a food shop or something like in a local community, like it's going to be so hard to yep. generate the business unless you have a uh, like a Facebook and you're always posting the content on there and quality content as well, like on top of that. Absolutely. So, yeah, I guess that's a, a really good area to go into. Yeah. Um, so, I guess... Uh, what's some advice you'd have for young entrepreneurs that were looking to start events and do different things like that? What would you suggest to them? Um, be resilient. <laughs> um, well, I have what I call go get a job days. Um, they, they're less <laughs> frequent now than what they have been over the last five years. But, you know, it definitely happens where sometimes you just, you know, think, why on earth am I actually doing this? I'm going to go back and, and get a real job. Um, and then I remind myself that it is a real job and it gives other people real jobs. And, you know, we, we keep going because of that. But, yeah, sometimes it's really tough, but um, it's well worth hanging in there. And I think probably for me, if I was to say to someone else who's looking at doing something similar to what we do, do do the research. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people start um, doing things similar to what we're doing. If there's too many of us, then, you know, it it doesn't work. But if you can do things that are different, and that's kind of, I guess, where we're at now is constantly trying to recreate what it is that we are doing so that there isn't someone else still doing the exact same thing, Um, I would say absolutely go for it. You know, we're we're good. We've we've got great people that that have similar companies 
companies to what we do that we collaborate with and we share ideas with and, and we all support each other. Um, and then, you know, sometimes we come up with ideas that are a bit crazy and they don't work and, and that's okay because that's how you learn what does work. So we've kind of had to learn that over time as well. Or sometimes Amy goes, no, that one's really out there. You're not doing that one. Um, you know, she's the voice of reason. Um, but it, it is good to be able to have people that you can rely on um, and it's also really good to just get in there and have a go. Yeah, awesome. Um, so I guess something that um, a lot of um, entrepreneurs, I guess, face is balancing like the work life with the family life. Um, do you have any tips of how you know, people can best do that because it is pretty grueling. Like I know myself and my own business, you know, there's times where I do 100 hours a week and it's just like working from like 6 a.m. all the way through to midnight. You just do that all week. So, how is it that you balance those two things? Um, sometimes better than others. <laughs> Don't ask me for the next three weeks because we've got another run and Roma coming up. So, I will be non-existent um, at home. But I think it's just really important to make sure, you know, look, I've – whether I was an entrepreneur or whether I was working in corporate, I've always been a bit of a workaholic. So mm -hmm. that's I don't think that changes um, if it's a person's personality. Um, but I think one of the biggest things I've got out of it is, like I said before, learning the stuff that you're good at or the stuff that you're not good at and being able to give that to someone else. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, putting – I guess the biggest thing I probably see from the the vendors that we work with and other business owners that I, that I see is actually learning to put a dollar value on your time. Mm -hmm. So so, whereas I might think it's really important that I sit and finish this, if I actually look at it from a dollar hour perspective, it's more worthwhile for me to go home. Um, you know, go home and spend time with my family because, yeah, I could otherwise I can stay there till 10 o'clock every night. Yep. So, it's actually for me what worked is actually looking at that as a dollar per hour thing and going, mm -hmm. well, if you're paying yourself, how important is it that you actually sit here and do this? Well, how much money is it actually going to generate or how much extra business is it going to generate if you stay here till 10 o'clock, Debbie? Um, probably <laughs> better to be fresh here tomorrow with, you know, your hat on and doing the right thing. So, that's probably, you know, the, the biggest lesson and, yeah, realising that, you know, no one, no one's going to stand up at your funeral and go, she was really good at getting her invoices done on time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you may as well go home or if, you, you know, friends have got something on or your family's got something on, go. Um, just make sure you allocate the right amount of time to looking after yourself and, and spending time with, with people. Yeah, it is a real cost-benefit analysis, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I guess, what are some of the strategies um, inside Facebook and uh, Instagram that you've used? Like we've talked about like a few different ideas. Like how important is say video and, uh, and photo content been to selling like what the event is? Uh, we judge it by what the previous reactions are. So we do have success with videos. That seems to be the point right now, which is grabbing more people's attention. Um, just really good looking food for our food festivals. So Sometimes I'll get pictures from vendors and just think, oh, there might be a few other ones and then choose what I think is just visually appealing for someone to say, wow, I want to eat that. And then they end up, you know, tagging all their mates to say, we've got to try this. And Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I find, especially myself, like video has just been, been the best. Photos are really good, but I think video is the one that really converts and uh, gets the ROI for the business, which is the, the important yeah. thing, I guess. Cool. So, let's um, talk a little bit about future plans because you said that you're looking to expand uh, down into Wollongong and the Illawarra. Uh, so, what's going on there? <laughs> we... Um we want to do the majority of our events across um, the Illawarra and the Southern Highlands. So we're always in talks with looking at what we can do. Um, and 
for us it's that whole location 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 thing um we we don't want to just go anywhere we're a little bit selective um <laughs> about what that looks like and and what will hold our events with us with the size of some of them um we're very excited that we've actually just um collaborated with a company called the color frenzy so uh from september we actually kick off a program with them where we will be nationwide so they run an amazing um 5k or if you're like me and can't do 5k you only want to do 1k you can <laughs> Um, so, you know, it's, it's a literally a, a walk or a crawl or a stroll, um, where you, you know, end up beautiful and colorful and we're actually collaborating with them and running family fun day events alongside their, their runs. Um, and yeah, we kick off that in Wollongong, um, in September and then pretty much go to every state except Perth over the next six months, um, in multiple locations. So that was really cool. And that literally just came from a collaboration conversation on one event and we just really were aligned, um, with that particular business and and what they're doing and why they're doing it and yeah we just went you know what we're just going to come everywhere with you so yeah that's that's we're excited to be um to be doing that and kicking that off from september so that's kind of a large scale thing that's happening on one Mm -hmm. side and then yeah our regular events that we do the the monthly markets and food and wine festivals we're kicking off um wedding expos from september as well and they're the sort of things that will become you know i guess signature eat shop love events that we can then take to local areas and then in terms of um amy coined the name for our um our family festivals on board with color frenzy and they're called eat shop run so <laughs> yeah, um, eat shop run <laughs> kicks off um from september as well so yeah there's there's definitely lots of exciting things happening yeah that's fantastic so that's i guess um what you what you're talking about now and i think one of the reasons that what you guys are doing is just going so well is is because of that collaboration uh you know it was just like a chance meeting that you said with this company and you know you you had similar views of what you wanted to do and that collaboration is what kicked off such a big thing now something that i i really want to try and stress to a lot of people in australia is that you can grow the pie through collaboration because so many people i see that you know, they, they have a real fixed mindset and they're like, oh, well, you know, there's only this much pie, can't make it any bigger. And I think that's uh, one thing that I, in Australia, a lot of businesses could do uh, really well is to expand that. I mean, the Americans, whenever I've gone over there, they seem to have really gotten that and yeah. they uh, there's a lot of collaboration. That's why so much great tech comes from there. So, I'm hoping that uh, in Australia, we can get a similar vision along that line and we can get uh, lots of companies like yourself collaborating with uh, with different companies and that's where the real magic comes in. Absolutely. No, I would completely agree. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's uh, it's been really good to chat to you guys. Um, if someone wanted to learn more about uh, Eat Shop Love or any of the events that you're doing, how would they best get in contact with you? Uh, look, probably through um, our amazing website created by, again, a wonderful collaboration. We have a great designer from uh, Camden. Uh, Kravoska design if I <laughs> yeah, can yeah, she's pretty good. give her a plug <laughs> I believe highly recommended from Jay as well um, so we've got a great website which is um, eatshoplove.info or eatshoplove.com.au you'll find us on either of those and we've got you know your wonderful little contact us forms on there that you can uh, find us or again obviously on Facebook just under Eat Shop Love um, shoot us through a message we're always open to, to having a chat and seeing how we can help anybody out yep so get in contact Eat Shop Love I'm pretty sure if you Google Eat Shop Love yep. it'll come up we're there <laughs> <laughs> great yep so get on all the channels facebook instagram and uh there's a lot of great events a lot of great food i know that there's so many great vendors um when i was down at Anon roma so fantastic events so yeah if you like food which everyone likes food <laughs> and you like wine nearly everyone likes wine <laughs> but uh, there's there's beer as well yep. so that's good so yeah if you're into that sort of thing then definitely head down to one of the events uh these guys definitely run a great event so thank you guys so much for coming on it's Thanks, been great Jay. to have a chat Thanks heaps jay